Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. This week's episode of the Supercast is brought to you by Vanga CBD. Vanga CBD is designed specifically to help athletes perform their best. Vanga's just released their 2021 training calendar. This calendar is available online, 24 by 36 inch wall calendar to help you get the most out of 2021. There's a free version available to download that you can print yourself, or there's a limited supply of printed calendars that are cheap and come with free shipping. Leah, do you have a calendar on your wall right now? I do. Throw it away. It sucks. This one's way better. So it's basically, I've never had anything like this damn thing. Um, it's got a grid system. It's got every month laid out there. Very, very simplified. Um, the weekends are highlighted. So you know when to peak, uh, it's going to help set a lot of your huge training blocks. It's some of the best stuff around here. And once again, like from Vanga guys, they just want to see you do the best out there. Uh, it's a free product you can download. Like you said. Yeah, just go to VangasCBD.com slash BroCR, download it for free, or buy yours today. Um, also, while you're there, use code BROCR to save 15% off if you're a returning customer. If you are a first-time purchaser, we now have a special code for you. BROCR25 will save you 25% off your first order. Or BROCR or BroCR50, which is available for 50% off your first month subscription if you enroll in a monthly subscription plan. Just Thank you so much, Vanga. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much, Vanga, for making this show possible. Let's get back to something of a normal schedule, Leah. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Supercast. I'm Leah Hensley. And I'm Jake Bosecker. And Leah, we got snow. I would say, not this we. No, no. We is you. You are the one that lives in the tundra with like three feet of snow. Jacob showed no. me his backyard this morning, y'all. And it's redonkulous. It's great. We got like seven inches of snow overnight. Um, we're probably going to get like another seven to eight here later this week. Um, I think about my friends up north, my brother who lives up at uh, Fort Wayne. He probably just got dumped on. I've not talked to him yet. It's gorgeous. And I'm so pumped to meditate out here in a few. So and here's just, the thing about snow. I like it when I'm like, you like actively, <laughs> I like to look at it. It's beautiful. And I like snow for when I'm actively doing something in said snow, whether it be playing or running or whatever. Mm -hmm. But other Shoveling. than that, I, I no, mm -mm, no, I got no <laughs> use for it in my life other than when I purposely want it. I don't want to shovel. I don't want to scrape my car. I don't want to brush off my car. I, I don't want to drive in the cold. Just to shovel snow. Yeah. See, <laughs> no. No, I don't want to drive with crazy lunatics it. on the road who don't know how to drive in the snow. That's like, Georgia. That's that's not that's Georgia. This is true. You, well, Georgia people don't know how to drive anyway. Like Georgia people <laughs> suck in general. 
let me just say, as far as driving goes. But, like, you know, I grew up in New Jersey. I know how to drive in the snow. But even when I lived in Missouri, people drive like morons. Sure. It's a, you know, we've just got a pretty day here in Indiana. I just love the snow. And we've got a great podcast for everyone. Yeah, um, speaking of snow, we've got someone who's up in the sun. I bet he got buried last night, too. I need to call him and ask him if he's still alive. Yeah, but we brought Josh Chase on this week uh, to talk about something near and dear to our hearts that's going to be um, the National Series, um, the North American Championship. Um, Basically all OCR things World Spartan. Championships. All, well, Spartan and OCRWC yeah. and kind of our predictions and stuff. Um, before we jump in there, Leah, like, do you think, what do you think is going to happen with this National Series? <laughs> well, I mean, we got into it a little bit with Josh, so I don't want to get too far into it now. But, you know, honestly, I'm just basically taking the approach at this point of one race at a time. And and that's basically all I can do. That's all my brain can handle right now. That's all my heart can handle anymore right now with all of these cancellations. So, oh, Absolutely. And I think certain I, – I really feel that – I think the local scene, people are talking about like the sport being dead, right? And like, like, no, I don't think the sport's dead. I think the way that we're going to have to look at it is going to have to change. And a lot of like big traveling shows like Spartan going to a Spartan, having having three races across the USA in Spartan, I don't think we're going to see that again. Um, I, I could be wrong. I'd like to be wrong. But um, I think it'll I, be a while before we see all that again. I think it'll be a long if we see it again, yes. you know. Correct. Um, but I think it's going to look more towards the things like the uh, the local scene. They, this right. gives them a really big time to shine. And over the weekend, we had those guys over at OCR Overload. Have you been following that? I have. I have down in uh, Florida. Um, it looked I like was it was kind of jealous. They had a seventy-four foot long rig. Uh huh. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's some more apparently emerging local races down in the Florida area. Basically, it seems like it's going to be Texas, Florida, and Georgia are yeah. are the three primary states that are saying, you know, game on. So, <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see in time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I need to bring in Kevin Jones. I was talking to him the other day, mm-hmm. and he said he was going to give me a debrief because he went to the OCR overload. And, okay. Yeah, let's uh, get him on. We need to get him on. But anyway, back to this week, we got Josh Chase. We're going to talk everything about the, the championships, our predictions, and just kind of what's going on. Uh, without further ado, let's kick it on over. And we are back here with our good friend, and I would say one of my favorite terms, content creator, Josh Ooh, Chase. Ooh, that's a fancy title. <laughs> I'm going to have to add that to my LinkedIn profile, I think. There you, know, you go. Just, you know, I'm tired of, like, saying, well, I'm a runner. Well, I make this. I'm a podcaster. I'm a content creator. I make shit. That's just who I am. <laughs> there you go. Doesn't mean it's good shit, but it's shit no, nonetheless. I, yeah. We making shit. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, good to have you here. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm excellent, my friend. Winter months, the slow months normally, but uh, it's getting yeah. brighter every single day later. So I think the now, sunset remind is now me, after where are 5 you o'clock. At? Uh, New Hampshire. Oh, you're in like super cold land. <laughs> Gross. It's a, bomb, it's a balmy 23 degrees right now. How much <laughs> snow do you have? Uh, we got about a foot 
last week and then we got another four to maybe five inches yesterday so there's a good there's a good base layer of snow out of the trails right now man they're they're calling for us to get like 12 inches here this week and we've had like the freezing rain stuff i did a i did a really nice trail run over the weekend but it was around a lake that was like solid ice nope Uh, nope nope nope. keep my georgia peachy butt nice and warm (laughs) down here although it is cold down here now but not like what what's the temperature right now there leah Right now, according right to now. my watch, it is. Oh well, right now it's not cold. Now it's fifty-six. But this morning it was twenty-eight <laughs> on my way to the gym. <laughs> that counts. And oh, last weekend gosh. there was like spitty little snow for you know a half a second. Yeah. The great thing about Georgia is when it snows, they shut down completely because you don't Dude, know how to handle it. Nobody knows it's how to drive. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, I'm I'm from Jersey originally, so you know, being down here and watching everybody lose their ever loving shit over snow is ridiculous. But yeah, the whole the whole world shuts down down here. So we are going to talk about something that's near <laughs> and dear to our hearts that may or may not happen. <laughs> is that everything? Guys, Isn't that everything in the sport could be right everything, now? Yeah. It's it's about everything in this damn sport. But um, so anyway, we had an announcement last week, and this is what this whole wonderful podcast is about about the old Spartan Race World Championship Series. Uh, we've had a date for a while for the OCRWC in Old Stratton, Vermont. I've never been to Stratton, Vermont. Both of you guys have been to Stratton. And Hell's yeah, it's awesome. But but I don't know. Like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share opinions. We had Rachel Ann on last week. Um, you know. Okay. So first of all, before that even happens, now Spartan announced their national series. Now both of you, Josh, you're a diehard for the national series and don't have kids. Leah, you're closer to it. Are either of you going to Jacksonville here in two weeks? <laughs> yeah. I've got uh, I've got two tickets to Jacksonville because I bought them because they were dirt cheap. But I yeah. I just don't know if it's the right time to be going. So my sure. my girlfriend's a teacher, so gotcha. she I don't think she can travel at all. And teachers aren't in line for the vaccine anytime up here soon. So yeah, um, I I don't know. I just don't think it's the right thing to do at the moment. So understood. And I'm glad for you to make that kind of call on your own. And- come together with your significant other and make that decision on what is like good for you guys' bubble because that's that's important. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, sadly and... it's the older more mature Josh and I really don't like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, understand. Well, I understand. We had the the announcement of the series, I don't know, a little while ago and we, you know, all made predictions when they, you know, released the series of what was likely and not likely. And we talked last week when they announced that San Luis Obispo was moved. Um we didn't have the details yet. We're still kind of waiting on all the rest of them, but we do Wait know that dates. it was rescheduled. Well, no, we have a date. We know it was well, rescheduled for November 21. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Which, you know, okay, a week the record, before Thanksgiving. For everybody's record, I want to go on record and say this. Spartan Race put out one of those, like, te- teaser-like videos for the North American Championship mm-hmm. on YouTube. Because, you know, the old hype train, that's what they do. That's what they're paid to do. Um they had the wrong date on that hype video and had it originally for the date before Tahoe. Yep. I saw uh, that. You saw it too? Okay. I wanted to yep. make sure I wasn't insane. Cause I was like, what the hell finishing the national series in California and then turning around the next week and going to California the next weekend. Yeah. Like, no, it's, and then, so then they the, backed off and we right. the video actually. <laughs> so the official dates at this point for the U S national series, which may or may not happen 
Uh, we've got Jacksonville coming up first, February 28th. And then we've got several months off until we go to Big Bear, uh, supposedly, in May. <laughs> um, <and then laughs> first Super. And then we have June off. And then in July, it's the Utah Beast in the 17th. Then right to next month, West Virginia Beast in Octo- in August. And then before we complete the national series, we're going to have a little pause and then go to Tahoe for September 25th. For the North American Championship. Right, for the championships, which is the same day as OCR World Championships in Stratton, Vermont, which registrations have been available and, according to Rachel Ann, you know, popular for the past year. And now Spartan announces it the same date in typical Spartan fashion thoughts. I think, uh, I'm sad. Yeah. I mean, I, it's unfortunate, but I think I always take the stance of sometimes Spartan is so big that I feel like they could do some of this intentionally. And I always give Matt shit about it saying this Mm -hmm. is definitely intentional. But when I, when I look, it feels like a technical foul, right? (laughs) And when I when I hear everything that's going on, right, like they only had the one weekend to choose from at Squaw Valley, I get it. Like scheduling is very difficult. It was the same right. with uh, National Stadium. They picked mm-hmm. a weekend, right, where they had no baseball and no other choices. So sure, it conflicts with other races. But, you know, a lot of this times with scheduling, they're just they're pigeonholed into having to pick right. these certain dates. Oh, sure. So. Well, and Spartan claims their their official stance is that this was the date that it was rescheduled for when they canceled it this year. They just moved it out one year's time and it falls on the same weekend. And technically speaking, OCR World Championship is not traditionally in September. It is traditionally a little bit later in October. So, you know, who knows which came first at this point. But the bottom line is, is... They're both on the same day. And, you know, from my take on it, I think the most unfortunate part about it is this sport as a whole is more or less going to be on life support this year as it is trying to, you know, recoup. And it's just sad that we have two super well-attended events on the same day that's just going to force people to to split, you know? Yeah, it's it's, you know it's never a good thing to split the audience of a sport that is already very niche, right. And it's very like right now, very segmented. So this year, I think every company is going to be, you know, they're going to be just clamoring for every single participant they can get. So I think it's uh, every, everybody's looking out for number one at this point and, and going from there. Well, what I find interesting is, you know, in, in looking at these two events, you know, Traditionally, the racers at the two have been different at the elite oh, level. Yeah. You know, we haven't seen very much crossover. But however, in recent years, you know, past one, two years, we're seeing more quote unquote Spartan athletes crossing over to world championships. And now we're seeing since the shutdown of the world, you know, we're seeing a lot of these pro athletes trying to race anything that they can. And we're seeing a lot more participation with savage races and some of these other more technical savvy obstacle races. So it makes you wonder 
are, you know, are we going to see more of a draw to OCR World Championships as opposed to sparring? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I and think they those, pay more. I think those races are just differentiators, right? Because when I think about a Spartan race, and again, nothing against the brand or the event itself. I think they've no. established themselves as the leader, but anybody with any level of running ability can come in and be competitive at a Spartan within reason. We've, we've seen within reason, yeah. come in and, and not succeed. But when you talk about OCR worlds and savages rigs that they've put out these last mm-hmm. couple of events, like the, their obstacles are a true differentiator against Absolutely. those people that maybe are not the 15 minute five Kers, right? I'm, I'm right. not a 15 minute five Ker, but my obstacle prowess maybe gets me a few spots ahead. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's going to be one of those things too, and I, I want to go ahead and bring this up here. So, um, you know, we've traditionally seen Tahoe be the stage for the world championship, and it, that's been an outlier for elevation and altitude change for years. That's always been in contention. People have been asking about it. You know, with a base at six k, you're looking to really similar to something you would see in Denver. Um, whereas, you know, we're not going to see that at Stratton. I think Stratton, what's the top of there? Four thousand or something up at Peak yeah. or something. Yeah. I mean, don't poo-poo Stratton, though, because those climbs are right. pretty, no. well, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm hefty. Not, not going against that at all. I guess my point is saying, you know, we've said that for a long time for, like, elevation change is weird at the World Championship to be condoning to that. Now you've got something like the North American Championship that you're asking them to pull something like that mm-hmm. at a higher elevation. That is not as, I would say, the North American Championship, don't get me wrong, in West Virginia has always been a great race, a phenomenal showing, a good time. I've always, you know, when I could go, I always tried to go. Um, I went to two out of the three there that I had for the North American Championship there. Uh, you know, last year I was a bit sick. Um, well, I guess two years ago I was a bit sick. <laughs> but God, it's been a while. But, um, you know, to say that for the North American Championship now and get all these people to come out to Tahoe and throw down, Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot. <laughs> well, and I wonder from you know Spartan standpoint, you know we know historically that they have pretty hefty requirements of their pro team athletes. Yeah. Um, and part of that is requiring them to do the championship races. I wonder how that's going to bode for you know say Atkins and Lindsay mm-hmm. and some of these you know, Spartan pros that and we know love some OCR world championships. Josh, you'd be a better name on this than I do because I don't follow this stuff as hardcore, but as there been an official, I've seen a few people pop up here and there, I'm back on the Spartan pro team. And there was mm-hmm. the whole Spartan protest last year, but like, has there been an official document of who is on the pro team this year with contractual obligations? Well, there really isn't ever an official <laughs> more than yeah. anything, more than anything. We just pick up on it from people's social media posts, but yeah. I, I don't That's think fair. they've really done like the official announcement. I'm sure the conversations are happening. Um, and there's been know. like, there's been like b- before they've said, you know, here's the premier team. Here's the select team. Here's this, here's that. And at one point they did do a roster, but I don't think they've done a full roster for a few years because gosh, the 20, was it the 2018 or the 2019 team was just so freaking huge. I think yeah, 18 was huge, and 19 is when they were fighting, right? Yeah, 18 was when they announced this 200-person worldwide yep. pro team. And um, Isn't it crazy that, like, the Spartan protest, as big of a story as that was this time last year, never, nothing ever really came of <laughs> it because happened. the entire yeah. world Completely shut down. And it all insignificant. the bed. <laughs> nothing fucking yeah. mattered. I think, yeah. I think we'll definitely be, we'll be hearing about kind of this, this conflict because – 
prior Spartan Pro Team contracts, if you've ever seen any of them, do have obligations to be mm-hmm. at those premier yep. events, right? And and usually it's like you have to appear at three out of five of the U.S. National Series, but like their North American Championships, that's an obligation for them in yeah. a lot of cases. Yep. So you uh, have to be there. They're going to have to, you know, in Atkins, a Webster, a Miracle, if they want to compete at OCR Worlds, yeah. they're going to have to put that into their contract or opt not to become a Spartan pro. So it'll, it'll be an interesting choice this time around. Yeah, for and sure. I mean, those, those three people right off the top that you just named, I mean, they are, you know, dominant at both races. They are on the podium at both races, you know, and when you look at the breakdown, I mean, there's, there's some money to be had at OCR well, World Championships. And at both. And at both. Uh, and how far out does the North American ch- – and maybe we don't know yet. I don't know if they've released a prize purse for uh, the North American Championship. It's but never North- as much as Adrian and them pay, though. Nope, never that much. Um, but it's – I forget if they do pay down 10. Oh, the North yeah, American. I don't know. But that's that's the question is like you can still make a payout, but you can make multiple payouts if you do really good at OCRWC. Yeah, it's a it, we are looking at a really weird scenario here. And I'm going to be in Stratton, even though I'm going to I'm going to go on record and say this, I've never been to Stratton, mm-hmm. never been. And you guys, okay. can, you can fall through on this. I just don't feel like it's as epic as Blue Mountain because <laughs> Blue Mountain is just so freaking huge. I think I think you'll be impressed. It, it's a yeah. little smaller scale. Yeah. I, okay. I think the one thing that Adrian and team loves to do is deliver that sort of whole village experience. <gasps> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They always do. Great. It's very very similar. It. It's, yeah. it's a very similar feel when you're on, you know, I don't know what the word is. It's not campus, but whatever you're, you know, on on site at Inside in the, the village. Resort. Yeah. Um, it's got a very similar feel to, to Blue Mountain. Just a little smaller, though, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel intimate. like it's, like, exceptionally small. I mean, it's it's a really good venue. It's got the same kind of villagey, you know, walk-around feel. Um, the, we stayed right there on site last year, and it was wonderful um, just being able to walk everywhere. But, uh, you know, and okay, so traditionally at the OCRWC, and now we're talking mass events here, which is a whole nother bag of tricks here to talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> after 2020. But okay, so traditionally at Spartan Race World Championship, we say that, you know, we have about 14,000 people globally that descend on Tahoe that weekend in the past. It's been what, five years in Tahoe now? Uh, I think five so. or six, yeah. I believe five. Um, so. OCRWC, traditionally we have about 3,000 to 4,000 athletes. Um, now, I, I, it's one of those things, both those races, I normally tell if you qualify for either. Uh, and the, the thing about uh, OCRWC is you have to qualify to be there. Not anymore, though, because those restrictions are lifted for this year. Right. But traditionally, the people there, when they qualify for something, they want to be there. They're not just picking this up for, you know, funsies here. Mm-hmm. Um, where at, at the Spartan Race World Championship, you still have a lot of people there that are there for funsies. I would say probably half the people. Would you, would you say that, Josh? Yeah, I mean, there's still that that massive conglomerate that that just want to take on Tahoe, right? That was that exactly. was the big thing. Is that was the the penultimate challenge was beating Tahoe. Um, beating Tahoe, and, or and you had a lot of first timers out there too, though, that just do like the five k because there's so many other options there that weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say probably. 
half of them are diehards, but then the, the other mass are open waivers that are, you know, filling the corrals and having a good time and there for that finisher beer and metal. <laughs> right. Um, whereas OCRWC, I feel that that's a lot less. I feel like it's more like you've got some people there that are doing it to do it. Right. Um, but the majority of the people there are ready to throw down. I would agree. Yeah. I think for, for most of the people at that event, right. They're, they're showing up at that event. It is their, their big achievement for the year is to be there and to compete. Now I'm, I, my big win is just getting into a competitive wave. I know once I step in that corral, I'm not competing against most people. <laughs> um, but just getting there, I think, is is a big right. thing for me. Oh, so. agreed. Oh, I'm there with you. Well, and for me, though, now it's like my time now, now that I'm a dad, is getting few and far between. <laughs> Turns out it's limiting, Josh. And Leah has known about that for quite a while. And I don't know why she quite does it. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things now, it's like, when we have to make decisions like this, it makes decisions like this even harder, you know? Right. Um, and I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably going to like, now that I'm thinking about it more and more, I'm like, I'm going to make this a huge ass deal and take way more time off for work this year to, to make that a, a very special event for me. And right. help out in ways, because my, my plan is to go to OCR World Championships. Spoiler alert, that's what I want to do. I want to go see a million, <laughs> billion obstacles. And watch crazy stuff happen and laugh with people in weird accents. I haven't heard languages. anybody <laughs> since the announcements have come out say, nope, I'm at Tahoe no matter what. Well, I think their mouths are, I think they're freaking out because they're trying to figure out what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I can't blame them. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's so it's so weird when you think about it, trying to make predictions and thinking about what the races are going to look like because you know there's so many people that are are big game changers at both races and obviously they're going to have to pick one so you know it'll be interesting to see what kind of strategy other people are using you know speaking specifically about the pros and stuff but you know oh if i found out so and so is going to tahoe guess i'm going to stratton or vice versa and yeah, I, be, uh, it, it, it's unfortunate, but I think it, it also sort of opens the door, right, for somebody to to make a placement in either race that maybe they didn't have the chance to before because you've got, you know, yeah. you've got sort of split talent across these two these two races. So we could see a brand new we could see a brand new obstacle course racing world champion. We could see a new Spartan world champion yeah. uh, just based on, you know, who's going to go where if I had to guess. Right. I'm guessing Killian goes to Spartan because he's only done OCR Worlds once. Of any yeah, I would say that's a fair uh, bet. I think that's a very fair bet. And he's he's had a great track record at Tahoe. Yeah. I can't imagine Ryan and Lindsay not picking Stratton. That would be my thought, too. You know, and, and I think uh, they have picked up a couple new sponsors. And maybe maybe the reason behind that is they're going to offset some of the costs that they might not get from say a Spartan contract this year, if they opt sure. to go yeah. to North American championship. So I don't, uh, I don't envy their position or maybe I do yeah. because of, no, I do know. Yeah. I do know that last year in 2020, the contracts and who were, who was being offered money because of the protest. I, I think it was only limited to 10 people for Spartan. Yeah. There was a, there was just a, a handful of ones handful got, of people like, making money. A signing mm-hmm. bonus and, money up front and for travel, travel money and, like and all that yep. 
Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. And I wonder how much, if at all, it's going to affect the attendance at the other U.S. National Series races. If you have racers that know they're not going to be going to Tahoe um, and or Abu Dhabi, you know, are they just going to forego these other races and focus on Stratton and the races that will prepare them for that? Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, well, let's be real here, you know, and talking about these races, you know, a Spartan race, whether it be a National Series race or not, isn't really going to be preparing you for what you're going to see in Stratton. Um, so, I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, for me, like, preparing myself for Stratton and creating a season that's going to be, like, for that, like, obviously, like, if you're a pro athlete, you're going to something with money. That's that's number one. You want it, You're here to make a paycheck and also leveraging that is the right idea. But at the same time, like if I'm prepping, I've said this before and I'll say it again, and I'll reiterate it a thousand times. If you are planning for your a game to be like things like OCRWC and you are not properly at, um, at Indian mud run, you are doing yourself a disjustice. Like Indian mud run is the num- now that we do not have a North America, like Noram anymore. Right. Uh, Indian Mud Run is the race to go to to prepare yourself correctly for OCRWC in America. Yeah, no, that, I agree that's my opinion. Completely. Um, no, I definitely agree with that. Josh, have you ever been to Indian Mud Run? I have not ever been to Indian Mud Run. Either it is, what did it conflict with the last couple of years? Palmerton or something? Yeah, uh, maybe. yeah it definitely conflicted because I, I, I haven't either. Um, it's always, it's always fallen on something else. Um, this year, I'm, I've definitely made it a priority um, because, you know, Hubie does keep stepping up the game and, you know, it basically is world championship practice because a lot of the obstacles that we see at world championships come from Hubie. And he'll um, recreate it or he'll yeah. recreate something that he sees there. Yeah. And it's not, you know, far-fetched to say and think that obstacles that are going to be at world championships are going to be tested at India mud run. We've seen that before as well. Yep. So I think it's going to be an interesting road. And here's the thing though. So, okay, let, let's backtrack here. So we we're always talking about like the best in the world. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. o- that's always the hope of OCRWC and things that we see in this championship season, like uh, Spartan race world championships. Um, now, obviously in Abu Dhabi, it's going to look very different for the first time ever. If, once again, if either of these things happen, hopefully they do. But I've already talked to other people about like different countries and travel restrictions. Now, hopefully this fall we are in a better place in this world. I- I'm hoping personally. I don't know about you guys, but right. Um, would you still attend if it looked like something more like Noram? I mean, I, I anticipate it being more like Noram. I mean, I don't anticipate it being as international as we're used to seeing i mean yeah i mean I, we saw like originally how many people josh did you go to the first ocrwc at king's domain yep how many countries were there like it was like seven or eight right i want to say they had double digit countries there um okay yeah it was close yeah. it did. was close i couldn't see much from back in my journeyman wave way at the end <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I remember it was, yeah, I want to say maybe it was probably, in, yeah, I think it was in the low tens or whatever, um, you know, and they've been building obviously since then. And we've been seeing those country numbers they rise. Like 50 countries like last year. 
I think it was even more than that. I don't, I mean, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I mean, they, they definitely built a following for international, but you know, with all the different countries and their restrictions, I, you know, I definitely anticipate it being more of a Noram with a little extra spice here and there. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm okay with that. Right. Like I, yeah. I think even, even just if it was Noram, I think the, the ambiance of that weekend with everybody coming in on like Thursday mm-hmm. night and the three K I, I still think the three K event is the most exciting event that we have in our entire. I sport. agree. Hands down. Well, I am so pumped to see the hundred K now or the hundred meter, hundred meter, hundred meter is fun too, but I've never seen like crowds of people. It's like following Tiger Woods at the masters, like people running from obstacle yeah. to obstacle oh, yeah. right, to catch the next person going. So um, I think, Adrian and team have done an amazing job of setting up what is truly a spectator sport in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with what it sounds like they're doing with the hundred meter with, you know, running your times throughout the weekend, having the bracket finale at the end where everybody can spectate on Sunday. That's um, going to be fun. Yeah. I think it'll be, I think it'll be hugely exciting and just being on site for the, the three or four days that you're going to be there. And uh, it is truly the most exciting event of the year, I think so. I'm really pumped for it. And I think, you know, one of the things I really hope that that hundred meter gets, and I really hope it gets those people in the American Ninja Warrior scene in the USA, because we've got a huge ninja scene here in the US. Um, I I really hope they they come out for that just to really. I mean, we see a lot of ninjas playing at world championships in general. Um, There's been a lot more involvement in recent years with some of these Ninja Warriors. So, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we saw even more. Yeah, and I think, you know, Ninja Warriors, it's generally a, it's a slow, precise type competition, mm-hmm. but I think there's also plenty of space for that, like, speedy. Because when I watch, oh, like, yeah. the, the head-to-head Ninja Warrior that they do, like, not the, the standard one person at yeah, a time. Yeah, yeah. When they do yeah. that head-to-head, it's way more exciting watching them, mm-hmm. like, just oh, yeah. throw themselves through and it. So That's what the, I believe this is going to be, from what I understand for the time trials at at uh, OCRWC. Right. Um, It'll be you know, fun. We've seen, did you see the stuff that they did at the European Championship with the head-to-head? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm envisioning this to be like. I'd be okay and with that. I, I am 1,000% okay with that. Oh, yeah. I'll be there and forever And with the addition of, like, the awesome. King of the Mountains and, like, the Strava segments and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, this is going to be, it's going to be a rodeo. Yeah, and I think so, they're, they're just constantly... They're just always looking for something new that the crowd can get behind, right? It's not just, um, again, not to rag on Spartan, but like pipe layer, that that was your new thing. (laughs) um, You know, they're always looking to come up with something new. And I think Adrian said on another podcast, he was looking for another four to five original brand new obstacles to bring this year. So simple stuff like that gets you jazzed up over a finisher shirt or whatever. Like just, well, even like, so... Anthony Yepes, you, you knew Anthony, right? Yep. Yep. So he's gone from Spartan now. And I will never forget last year, he was, well, it was two years ago, because it was in 2019, Spartan was putting out those promo videos and stuff. And it was when they were doing like, oh, Joe was walking around, we're going to have wolves chasing you and this and this and this and whatever, and just trying to build hype, right? And yep. they made mm-hmm. some video about how like, we're going to have a massive fireworks display after the Spartan yes. championship. I'm like, I texted Anthony, like, you guys are going to have a fucking fireworks show in California. <laughs> really, really sit down for a second. 
He's like, well, it says it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was just like, dude. Like, that's, like, nice to try and do something to get people hyped up for that night, but you're not going to have a goddamn fireworks show in California. <laughs> my God. Well, at this point, I think we'll be lucky to see any of these California events happen. And, you know, we'll see. You know, and that's, that's where I'm at. Because, you know, we started this podcast talking about Big Bear and laughing about it. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's a very real thing where we're at right now in yep. the sport. Right. Um, and even you know, it, even up here in the Northeast, right? Massachusetts has already canceled some like road races and trail races into June sure. and July. God. Um, and our the two Massachusetts Spartan events are May and June. So right. the chances that those happen without getting pushed back. And then if you do push them back, where are you going to put them in October? Where, yeah, where do you go? Where you gonna time. So, um, Yeah. It's. I think a lot of people are gonna are gonna struggle with this having to choose one place or another, and I think they just have to. You know, people just have to be understanding of the fact that these companies want to put these events on, um, but at the same time, they're very limited. There's only 52 weekends a year, so you exactly. got limited choices. Well, and I think that's that's always been one of the things that I've told these locals here that we work with. You know, between the guys at Abominable, who actually had a great race this year, uh, had a great event uh, here the other weekend. Um, you know, our guys at Highlander and always, always my rule is like, well, they keep asking me, do we, do we need to do a second event this year? No, don't, don't spread yourself. If you're doing, do it once, do it right. Walk away. Um, like, like Indian mud run, do it once a year, create FOMO. Cause everybody knows about Indian mud run. Now they've got a name for themselves. Do it right. once. Well, the problem is, it is now right. it's, you know, getting that one time now is, it's just going to be hard. And yeah, you know, we just have to hope and plan for things as if they're going to happen as best we can. So. Well, and are we at a tipping point now in this sport where we're going to start seeing some things like this? Like you and I both know, Leah, how many people did we have at um, both the Highlander events? Mm, right under 500. 500 at the main one. At Dark mm-hmm. Ages, there's probably like 350. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then at Frontline, we've got another 500 there. Um, you know, Hubie, I've talked to Hubie many times. He's never broken a thousand people at Indian Mud Run. Right. And at these smaller events, you can make up, you can, you can make that happen. Um, where you've got something like Spartan Race, well, it, average Spartan weekends, you've got about 4,000 people there. Right, right. I mean, it's, we're looking at numbers and quantity, and could you even put, host something like that? So are we going to see this kind of, this tipping point now where, where the locals start kind of rising up a little bit, if you can put on a good event. Yeah, and I, I think, don't know. I think a lot of people like, and again, going back to something Adrian said on a, on another podcast is I think this sport is definitely going to have a resurgence and there's definitely going to be a large group of people that want to go outside and want to go race an event like this after we've just been cooped up for a year and change. Yeah. Um, the, the thing you have to focus on is, how do you retain those customers and how do you put on an event in a safe way that will get them to go? So Agreed. I know if, you know, I'm probably not going to travel 13 plus times this year to go to, to races like we did in 2019. But mm-hmm. if I'm going to a race, it's, it's for an impactful reason, right? And it's going to be OCR worlds or world's toughest mutter or something like that. It's I'm, I'm not going to fly to like Charlotte to go to a super, right? Because <laughs> And that's kind of where I'm at right now. So, like, bring up a whole other discussion here, which we don't know nothing if there's going to be an ultra championship yet for Spartan. Oh, good. <laughs> um, 
It might happen. It might happen. <laughs> I think it, I think it, I think there I think there is a better chance that something like that happen and world's toughest motor than something like um, the the Tahoe race. Well, logistically, yes, I, I would agree I really with that so. because of numbers and whatnot. However, yep. we know from, you know, years and in, in history, those events are not money makers. They're just added no. bonus funsies that they basically fund through all the other stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. So from a business standpoint, to pour in money into something like that, when you don't have the revenue coming in from these yeah, other I don't races, see, I don't see I the don't ultra see championship happening. happening this year. I see, I see WTM happening though. I, I think so. I'm hopeful for for world's toughest. If OCRWC doesn't happen, I will announce it today. If OCRWC does not happen, and I need something desperately to hold on to in my life, I'm going to world's <laughs> toughest mutter, and I'm going to be shooting for. I'm going to be freaking shooting for the rafters with you, Josh. So let's make like a mega pit with like you and me and freaking Cody Simons and Heather Olson and just media tent and get some miles. Baby. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is that your main focus, Josh? What's your, what's your focus this year? Um, Assuming things happen the way they should. Yeah. I, so when we went into kind of quarantine last year, I decided that the one thing I never used to focus a ton on is getting better at running. Like I ran <laughs> casually, but yep. never really like put effort into it. So I spent the better part of the last year truly working on just running. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm at a a place where I feel amazing when it comes to running. But like with everything, you focus on one thing and other things fall by the wayside. So maybe I'm a little less stronger. Maybe my obstacle prowess isn't as good as it used to be. So um, I'm kind of, I'm in like a balancing act. My, my goal is to be competitive at short races. Super and sprint is where I would excel, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I also want to go out and run a 50 mile trail ultra and world's toughest mutter. So, <laughs> right, right. How do you do all this and excel at any of it or one thing? So, I don't know. One name, Ryan Atkins. <laughs> Genetic. There you monster. go. Yep. It can be done. Yeah, well, I um, think, you know, we're all just going to have to hold on and wait and see what happens as the season progresses and. I know we'll be at Stratton as long as there's a Stratton to be at. And it'll be yep. interesting to see where, you know, where, where things shake out mm. for the rest of the year. I think Jacksonville will tell us something a little bit at least about, who you know, who's going to be in there and, you know, try to go for it. So I would agree. Uh, that kind of brings us here to the end of the episode here. Um, but you know what, Leah? What? Before, before we do our closeout, we're going to include Josh. In our new our, our weekly segment, community kudos. Oh, okay. It's kudos I'm time. Blindside you, Josh. <laughs> We're gonna blindside. We're putting you on the spot, Josh. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a really, really tricky part of the podcast here. Um, Leah, who are you gonna give community kudos to this oh, week? Goodness. So yeah, so every week we give our community kudos. Pick somebody in the sport. Um, you know, and give them a, shout, a shout out, out. Kudos, whatever, whether it be something they've accomplished or um, whatever. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't think about this yet. Um, Uh Aha, gotcha. (laughs) You did get me. Okay, okay. Well, from personally speaking. So my kudos is going to go out to my alpha friends up in St. Louis. Um, St. Louis had a pretty decent trail race this past weekend called the Beulah, um, where racers have a three-hour, six-hour, and nine-hour option. Mm-hmm. As many laps as you can and, and all that. Um, and all of my alpha buddies podiumed. Every one of them in all the different divisions they've done. Um, we had some in the three, dog. some in the six, and some in the nine. So 
um, you know, shout out to them. Awesome. Josh, who are you getting kudos to this week? Oh, God, you put me on the spot. Um, I did. I'm going to give my kudos to Nicole Miracle. Um, Nicole Freaking is miracle. Yeah, is starting this uh, this um, effort to bring more women into the sport of obstacle course racing, which I think I is that. a momentous task. Mm-hmm. And uh, to take it on while also training for and competing in the highest level in this sport is huge. And on top of that, you know, we talked about wanting the sport to grow and to continue to flourish. I think one of the things that we do need is more representation on the female side of it. And uh, when Sparta sure. announced elite qualifications and we started seeing waves of elite females with 10, 12, 14 women in it. Um, it's been great. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a good move for her and, and hopefully opens up uh, more people's eyes to the sport. I think right now is, is kind of that time where people are branching out mm-hmm. to do other things and a lot of people are branching out to do just running and trail running. Maybe the trail runners now can branch out to do some obstacle course running. So my, my kudos goes to her for that. Uh, I would agree with you on that. My kudos this week. Uh, I'm giving out to a, a buddy. Um, she's, she's been a long time buddy of the podcast and, but girl, I see you hustling. Brenna Calvert. Um, have you been following her transformation in 75 hard right now? Yeah, she's doing awesome. Girls she's working. really doing great. Girls putting, she is, she is finally putting some, work down here and I'm, I'm just like girl you're getting it I'm proud of you. <laughs> like not saying she's not capable of it and she hasn't done it before but like brenna has like i've seen all these different sides of brenna over the years mm-hmm. um from like you know hardcore battle frog beating the hell out of herself brenna to i'm gonna help with conquer the gauntlet to strength and speed podcasting brenna yeah. and like Brenna is like shredding down and working her ass off. And it's one of those things like if it crescendos right here at the end of it for her, man, she is going to look mean out there. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. Holy shit. But anyway, that's all I've really got here. Josh, thanks so much for being on with us this week, buddy. Happy to talk to you guys. And hopefully we, we cross paths you. at a rate at some point. Yeah. Actually see each other. Yes, absolutely. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. And there we have it. Da, da, da. <laughs> We're done. That, that's really it. <laughs> We're a bit anticlimactic this week. Right, right. I mean, so, like I said before, it's, so much of it is just, we'll have to just wait and see. You know, it's yeah, silly I, to be making all these crazy predictions when who knows what's going to happen. Who knows what's going to, who knows if there's going to be a race and who knows if. <laughs> Like Ryan and Lizzie will have to choose which race they're gonna pick. Right, to. right. I mean, I don't envy them, although I kind of do envy them. But you know, <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's semantics. It's they've got a they've got a job to do, and they've got to figure out what's yeah. best for them and their career path. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, this at the end of the day is their job. So, and see, here's the thing though that I've always been specific about because people are like, "Oh, this is dead," or "That's dead," or something. I never quit my day job. Mm-mm. Like, um, I did not have that luxury. I, and I, that's the, been the thing is like when I got into OCR, so many people hear it. Um, so people know that I'm an engineer for a fortune 500 company. Um, and now I'm a coach and we can talk about that later. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I knew that uh, so many people ask me like, well, are you going to quit Cummins and do this racing full time? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no way in hell. <laughs> it's, no. it's way too volatile. Things are way too unstable. Um, well, I'm listening to people who have done it 
you know, in fact, actually, Hunter put out a, I don't know if it was a story or a reel or a post or a, I don't know. But Hunter just put something out earlier this week. Um, basically, him just kind of talking to the camera and talking about, you know, the trials and tribulations and what it's been like for him being a professional racer. And, you know, when when things were in the heyday and he and other people, too, I think Bracken's talked about it as well. Yeah you know, made the decision to go all in to go full in. Um, and at that time, you know, we were at the peak of the sport and, you know, there was, was money to be had. Things were great. Yeah. Sun was shining. <laughs> and then as things kind of progressed, we saw, you know, the fields becoming more competitive. We saw, you know, the money and the prize purses kind of shrinking down a little bit. The added perks were all kind of shrunk down. So you had this, you know, group of people who, you know, threw down and, you know, pushed all in on this, this, you know, adventure. And, you know, many of them have now found themselves, especially since quarantine and everything shutting down, you know, trying to make ends meet. And whether that be through coaching or training, starting up an OnlyFans or (laughs) an OnlyFans, goodness sakes, let me tell you some of this OnlyFans. (laughs) <laughs> oh, buddy, there's some people out there with some OnlyFans that I don't know that I would have, like, wanted to see for free, let alone pay. But to each their own. <laughs> to oh, each God. their own. And if that's what you got to do to pay your bills, then, you know, OnlyFan yourself. Go on with it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just such a crazy time for all this stuff. And it's, <gasps> I mean, it's, I think it's going to reshape some of this stuff. But that's one of the whole reasons I never quit my day job. Like, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. I thought about it at one point. But I mean, I think that, we all kind of did, but yeah, like we were racing every weekend back to back and, you know, here we are now in China. You know, here's the thing right now. I, I never quit my job. I didn't follow that, that drive. I've still got trails to run and I'm sitting right now in my house, looking out at my woods, uh, watching the birds, um, play in the trees and like knock the they're playing games right now with like knocking snow off the limbs and this this isn't so bad this isn't so bad um other than that so we've done yeah we did those um Um, we do want to give a little teaser coming next week we've got a special guest in in light of all of these um race changes and whatnot um, it's kind of exciting. There was the announcement just this week um, of a new racing series coming to 2021 um, called Battle of the Lions. The Battle the of the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're calling it Bottle, if that was on purpose or not, but it's B-O-T-L. You've probably by now received an invitation to join this group now, um, you know, it's kind of circulating. You can the, be a lion, you can battle. <laughs> the groups, right. And it is the brainchild of David Mainprice from Conquer the Gauntlet and our good friend Sid Morris, um, who has been around the scene and, you know, building obstacles for many races, including his own. Um, and they have now come together to form this new series. We're going to have all the details about it on next week's episode. Um, so make sure you come back and give it a listen. Absolutely. I'm intrigued to see what Dave, not only that, but uh, talk about like how uh, Conquer the Gauntlet's changing a lot of their format. And they're like yep. not traveling next year and having one just blowout race, baby. Yeah, they're also changing things as well. I, you know me. I've said this so many times. I've said it a million billion times. Do one race a year. Do it big. 
walk away. Yeah. Like, walk well, away. It'll be That's it'll me. be interesting to see. Um, that is not the format for this new bottle thing. Um, the bottle. And you know, I'm interested to see, to hear about it because it's from what the teasers have been thus far, it's going to be different than any other. Um, racing it's a new thing to get brand excited about. and series. Absolutely. So stay tuned next week. We'll have all the details on that. Yep. Excited for that. Other announcement, though. Uh, <laughs> Leah, starting Monday, next Monday, I've got one week until I'm officially a coach. I know. It's exciting. I'm going to be making an announcement here on my Instagram soon, but I am now officially um, a track coach here in Columbus, Indiana. I have taken a position here and it's i've been thinking so much about like ebbing and flowing and first of all before um if if everybody knows what account i'm going through right now thank you to everybody that's reached out for me Mm -hmm. um like been processing a lot of stuff here and there'll be more on that here soon but um anyway new chapters and stuff i'm now going to be a going back to my roots as a pole vault coach yep here it's gonna be exciting i can't wait to hear you get your first practice next week right Next Monday, yeah, I'm kind of excited. We are going to be doing burpees in the snow and <laughs> doing um, lateral pull-ups and just all Welcome sorts of Welcome to extreme stuff. pole vaulting. I'm going to make, like, and here's the thing, though. I'm afraid, like, I'm going to have kids. Like, I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's really build something. And then they're like, yeah, man, we're, we're into the idea of, like, that and TikTok videos. And I'm like, no, yeah. uh, no. Don't even get me started but... <laughs> on the teenage TikTok world. Lord have mercy, my house is TikTok central. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but yeah. anyway, we'll It'll see what exciting. they want to do. I'm excited. And, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear about it after you have your first practice. And Absolutely, um, yeah. I'm excited to do that and make more videos about it. I, I'm, I'm teetering the idea of making videos again. Uh, it's been okay. a long time since we've made videos, but I yeah. think it's time for Jacob Bosecker to make videos again in this world. Um, all righty. Anyway, I guess that's all we've got this week. Anything additional, Leah? You want to I throw believe out this week? that is it for this week. Thank you again to all of our fans that listen and support us. Um, we Any really, really appreciate this week, it. Leah? Um, I'm going to give my shout out to my newest. I just got re-signed again to the Ultra Red team. Uh, third year running. <laughs> Literally running. Get zing, it, zing, zing. <laughs> oh, oh, it's clever. Um, it's clever. Right, right. It kind of rolls off the tongue. Um, so, yes, I, I was um, honored again to, to join that team. So, super excited. That's going to be my main, you know, focus again this year. What about you? Boys. Uh, yeah, I know. We got back into Salming. We've been talking a little mm-hmm. bit about it here. And I got my new Trail 6s in yesterday. And um, pretty fly looking. I, everybody likes the color. I'm, I'm a little... They're yellow. I'm Dude, very love yellow. me some yellow. Anybody uh, yeah, who knows me people are freaking out about the colors of the shoes. Um, I'm going to be making some video reviews on it. They're not what I expected, though. Okay. Um, so, because they're, they've got a bit of a stack height on them. They're not a Hoka, right? But they're... Oops, um, right. They're more stacked than I'm used to. I normally like really low stack on my mm-hmm. on my trail kicks, mm-hmm. um, and then it's about a five millimeter drop, which is a it's some drop, but not a ton of drop, right? Yeah, um, it's not terrible. It's not horrible. It's not like you know a fifteen millimeter drop. Right. <laughs> You're like Hello, crazy, speed but... cross. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But this is just a five millimeter drop, pretty nice. Um, but the thing that's weird about it is like the tops of them are like the what were those. The the Reebok series was the that the OT that they had the like OTC the, comps I think they were called OTC, o- something like that something that, like that. that Reebok had back in the day that well the whole mm-hmm. thing was they were made out of motorcycle 
um, right. Um, I love stuff, those the, shoes. The Cordura. See, I didn't right. like those ones. I like the Kevlar ones. And oh no, I like the Cordura ones, except for they kept blowing out and breaking, like all Reeboks did. Like at all the time, Reebok but... shoes, exactly. But anyway, it, the top reminds me a lot of that. It's like this mesh that breathes really well. And okay. I was out last night walking the dog, and I was like, man, I can feel the air through this, and that's that's a lot. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I'll be doing shoe reviews here soon. Um, and I'm going to challenge Leah to make some shoe review videos too with her and we can, we can compare shoes finally. Yeah. And start there's some new shoes like coming that. up that I want to try as well. So absolutely. It's a new year. Let's do some fun stuff. Anyway, until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We will catch you out there. Stay safe guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.